Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Welcome to NBA Today. Coming up on NBA Today, we evaluate the trade that shook up the NBA world. How will Chris Paul fit in the Bay Area perk? I think he might spy something that may work. Plus, the Trailblazers, they took Scoot Henderson with the number three pick overall. So what does that mean for Damian Lillard's future in Portland? We discuss. And speaking of the draft, I mean, you can't talk about it without talking about Victor Wembanyama, who is officially a San Antonio Spur. We go all access into his day that he will never forget as we get started on NBA Today. Welcome to NBA Today. We are live from Seaport. We're borrowing Max Kellerman's studio today, and we have with us Kendrick Perkins, Richard Jefferson, Zach Lowe, Adrian Wojnarowski, and I'm Malika Andrews. All of us are in New York, obviously, for the NBA draft that took place last night. But then, about 24 hours ago, Woj, we had a trade that literally shook up the entire NBA. So what more can you tell us about how the trade Chris Paul to the Warriors went down? Well, once Washington had made the Bradley Beal trade with Phoenix, they needed to find a place for Chris Paul. Uh, he'll be 39 years old in the playoffs next season. Didn't make sense to have him in Washington where they're starting a rebuild. Yep. And then it was several days of talks to teams around the league. Was there a way that Washington could get back for Chris Paul's $30 million, essentially finally final guaranteed year now of his deal, uh, expiring contracts that wouldn't keep money on their cap further, but some draft assets and uh, back and forth with several teams, including Golden State. And I think what the Warriors wanted to avoid was having to attach uh, multiple draft picks to a Jordan Poole contract. It is a different day in the NBA with a 24-year-old player who averaged nearly 25 points a game as a starter who played all 82 games uh, that you would have to attach draft picks to move off of his money to get an expiring deal. That's what Golden State ultimately had to do. There is a reckoning coming for that organization in terms of their payroll and really hard decisions that they have to make. They made a hard decision yesterday attaching a future first, a second round pick to move off of a 24-year-old player who they drafted, they developed, and then they paid a four-year, $130, $140 million deal to bring in Chris Paul and see in one year at 38 going on 39 can he help Chris? Or can he help Steph Curry, yeah. Draymond Green potentially, uh, Clay Thompson win another championship? And most important all, to all of it, can this help the Warriors bring back Draymond Green? on a new contract, which is their number one priority right now. Yeah, it seems like right now is the window for Golden State. They want to win another one with Steph Curry, with Klay Thompson potentially on their roster. So that begs the question, then what's next for Golden State as we look towards the rest of this offseason? They've got to figure out uh, a new deal with Draymond Green, who uh, declined his player option, who's an unrestricted free agent, who has a tremendous amount of interest around the league, uh, especially in sign-and-trade scenarios. There are teams that are willing to give up Um, you know, perhaps uh, young players or um, rotation players, draft picks, 
uh, to work a deal with Golden State to bring him in. But Draymond Green, this organization, and the relationships that are there, there are very few players in any organization in the league who have as much allegiance to each other as Steph Curry, Draymond Green have, their coach, yep. uh, Steve Kerr. I think certainly the organization wants him back. Draymond Green wants to be back. But this is a negotiation, and this is probably his last big contract in his career. And he's trying to negotiate, as you would expect, uh, you know, the best deal he can, knowing that there's a marketplace that would welcome him um, with some comparable, maybe even more money than what Golden State can do. Gentlemen, I do want to get into the fit of Chris Paul with this roster, but before you do that, he actually sat down with Lindsey Zarniak and talked about how he found out about this trade. Here's a snippet of that conversation. I love that you were on a plane when you found out you were traded to Washington, and then we see the news that you're going to Golden State. How'd you find out? Um, my son again. No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was uh, I was at my gym right here, um, here in Winston, playing pickup hooping, and. Um, after the game got over at one, Lil Chris came up to me and told me, <laughs> "Yeah, I'm excited." Yeah. What was your reaction? Oh man, I was excited. I was excited um, to get a chance to go play for uh, a franchise like that with the great players that they have. It's crazy how life comes full circle, you know. For the last ten years, I've been competing, um, maybe longer than that, against them. But uh, I'm all about winning. You know, so whatever's going to give me an opportunity to, to win, I'm all for it. All about winning. That's all he wants to do. So obviously there's a lot of history, Richard, when we look at Chris Paul, when we look at the Golden State Warriors. So back here with our whole panel and starting with you, I guess the question is, are, are they a better team now than they were 24 hours ago when Chris Paul wasn't on this roster and Jordan Poole was? I think their spirit is better. Their energy is better. I think that's the number one thing when you add a guy like Chris Paul. Uh, you know, there was enough said about what happened at the beginning of the season with the punch and just, you know, their inconsistency throughout, you know, the last season. So, for me, I think that their energy is better. And through that, in default, they become a better team. Make no mistake, they are and they were what their record says they were. They were a terrible team on the road they were a very good team at home yep. they were very inconsistent so that to me is locker room that's energy Chris Paul I think that fixes that mm -hmm. I think adding some maturity adding some you know adults in the room is positive for the Golden State Warriors so I, I like this trade I think you gotta get you gotta do stuff like as Woj was talking about salary wise right. right to get off of Jordan Poole but I think getting Chris Paul is a very very good piece for this team well and then you start looking toward on the court right because what are the Golden State Warriors famous for the speed at which they play and that's never necessarily been Chris Paul's game how do you see this fit Zach I do think they're better today than they were yesterday for the okay. simple fact of when the playoffs at money time Jordan Poole just wasn't there he wasn't ready he was a turnover machine he was unplayable on defense Chris, we know what Chris is. Chris is still a really good player. I think all of these transactions have tricked people into thinking Chris is washed up. He's not good anymore. He's in a situation now where if they need to play him 24 minutes a game in the regular season to get him healthy in the playoffs, they can do that. And I, I do think if you sit down and talk to Chris, if you ask Chris that question, I've asked Chris versions of that question before, mm. he would tell you, I'm more adaptable stylistically than people have ever given me credit for. Sometimes it hasn't played out that way, but it changes the game in Houston. And he'll tell you, hey, if you want to run, if you want me to throw hit-ahead passes, if you want me to set screens for Steph Curry in the half court, like I can do that stuff. And he's going to get a chance to prove he can do that stuff. And they still have the two-timeline youth movement 
Wiseman gone, Poole gone, but Kaminga and Moody are still here. They're going to go into their third seasons. They're ready to make a leap, I think. I think the Warriors are going to be damn good next year if they can stay healthy and retain Draymond Green. And if you make this trade for a 38-year-old Chris Paul, you have to keep, keep Draymond Green. You just have to do it. There's been very few instances you can point to where Joe Lacob was not able to pay or afford or meet the price to keep somebody he really wanted. Again, there are limitations. You just can't pay an unlimited number, but they can pay to re-sign their own player. Um, now, listen, the more you pay Draymond Green, like anything else, you're going to have to take away from somewhere else. But again, this is why they attached two draft picks to this contract, mm. was to get this $130 million or so guaranteed off the books. So in perhaps year three of a Draymond Green contract, you know, you have Poole's number off. We'll take a look at these offensive numbers, though, for the Golden State Warriors, because when Steph Curry is on the court, the Warriors, they scored over 113 points per 100 possessions. But then look at when he was off the floor. That number dipped all the way down to 89 and a half. Ugh. That's over 24 ah. point difference. So, Richard, I want to get to your point in just a minute, but, but Perk, oh, the no. Warriors, they oh, no. struggled oh, mightily geez. without Steph on the court last season. I heard you maybe you spied something specifically about CP and how he could immediately contribute okay. to the Warriors. Oh, all God. right. Oh, my What's God. all of it? I'm Kendrick Perkins, better known as Big Perk, and nothing gets past me. Freeze! Just when you thought it did get past me, there I am. I spy a problem. I spy it all. Tear the hell off. I'm not the only person that spies things, okay? I see it all, but guess who else sees it all? Chris Paul, one of the best PGs, ultimate floor general. So I ran a little tape, I spied some things, I spot, got some things on. How he actually could help the Warriors, right? Last season, 12.2, catch and shoot, three-pointers three made per game, most in the NBA by the Golden State Warriors, all right? So that's Claire Steph, that's without Chris Paul. Okay, most assists on three-pointers since 1996-1997. LeBron James, 3,563. CP3, 3,489. Russell Westbrook, 2,592. So this is what Chris Paul do. He finds, he sees, I have a little tape, let's roll it. This is what he do better than Jordan Poole, look. Coming downhill, attacking the pick and roll, freeze! I see this man in the corner, pass made on time on target to deep book. Now, Jordan Poole on the other hand, got paid a big bag, all of a sudden, Jordan Poole comes off a handoff, freeze! This is a simple play right here. This guy's helping, watch Klay Thompson slide. Slide, what Jordan Poole do? Try to go get his own bucket. Again, the chemistry was broken. Jordan Poole wanted the bigger role. CP3 said he was ready to do whatever it takes to win. Damn it, that's what he got to bring to the table. Perk, thank you so very much. I know this is, is I spy with Big Perk, but yeah. I spy, you were saying you spied something, Richard. Well, it's like I was on the I was on the Warriors team when uh, Steph first broke the three-point record. And right. really, went, we went to the second round that year. They had Jared Jack as, as a starting point guard. And so, like, Jared Jack would play on the ball. Steph and Clay would run around. That's where it all started. Mark Jackson with Steph and Clay off the ball, and they had Jared Jack. So, they're used to playing with a, a true point guard. Like, Jared Jack could do things. Chris Paul is better than that. But 
when I look at this team and I see the way they play, they always have multiple ball handlers and that could create whether it was Andre Iguodala, Livingston. So now Poole, that wasn't him. He was a shooter. He was a scorer. That's what he did. I think bringing Chris Paul can really help that. Do you, do you start Looney or do you start Draymond, go super small with Draymond at the five? Well, somebody got to sacrifice. Right. Somebody got to sacrifice. And I think you go, you're going to have to mix it up because it's going to be times where you're going to see Denver, right? You're going to see Denver, what, right. four times? Oh, yeah, yeah, four yeah. times. You're going to see Anthony Davis four times. Joel Embiid. Joel Embiid. You're going to see these teams, and you can't go small, but I think that's part of the sacrificing, and that's why you want to get rid of a, a guy. And I don't want to disrespect Poole and call him selfish, but that's how his action show, right? You want to bring in a guy that's willing to sacrifice because he know he wants to win the championship in CP3. I still don't have them as my favorite or one of the favorites to win the title, but they did get They're in the mix. I'm curious who your favorite is, but we're going to answer that a little bit later. Coming up here on NBA Today, we are going to go all access into Victor Wembanyama's big night. Will he be a savior here for the Spurs? How immediate is that impact going to be in San Antonio? Plus, with Scoot Henderson officially trailblazer, what does that mean here for Damian Lillard's future in Portland? We are going to discuss what is coming up in the Pacific Northwest. Also, we have to check out the best outfits of the night. Richard, I mean, what, what was your favorite? For me, I It was Grady, Grady Dick. Dick. Grady Dick won. I told him the minute I saw him that, like, he won. And we, everyone's going to see that forever. Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyeho Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. You're watching NBA Today. There hasn't been a unanimous number one pick in the NBA draft since the chosen one, LeBron James in 2003, until now. The future is here. Here comes Victor Wembenyama. As it's not hitting me right now, it's going to hit hard. It's going to hit me hard. And the pick is in. Here's the commissioner, Adam Silver. With the first pick in the 2023 NBA Draft, the San Antonio Spurs select Victor Wembanyama. We've never seen anything like him. He really has it all. Oh my God, I'm a, I'm a damn spur. He's just a, a dream come true. The moment is hit. It's so, so powerful. Just been so special. I'm really, really proud of my family. I'm a San Antonio Spurs. Can't wait to come home, baby. 
So this is exciting yes. because we can finally discuss this in the present tense, right? Victor Wembanyama is, as he said, with tears in his eyes, a San Antonio Spur. So the easy parts here now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, just kidding. I mean, this is the hard part. He is, he's, he's faced so much criticism already. He has faced so many high expectations mm. already. Words like champion, MVP, Hall of Fame, and he hasn't even played a game in the NBA yet. You've been in this position now where you've been drafted and then you're looking ahead to what comes next. What does come next for Victor Wembanyama? Well, I, I think, one, he probably needs a little bit of a break, right? He needs yeah. a little bit of a break after doing EuroLeague and doing all, all that basketball. And then, again, I don't know what his summer league schedule is going to be, but to me, it's about it's time to get to work mm-hmm. at the end of the day. He's going to need to add strength. I don't care what anybody says. He, he has a great frame, but he's going to need to add a bit of strength. Yeah. He's going to need to start getting ready for NBA sets. He's going to go to San Antonio. He's going to do all of the things that are necessary to acclimate him to get ready for next season. So right now we're in a, a wait and see. See him in summer league, maybe see him in a couple of preseason games, but like he's a San Antonio Spur, but we're still waiting to see right. what that means. When he joined the, the, the draft set last night, he said something really interesting about the difference between, he said, I don't feel like I need to add bulk. Yeah, I no. don't feel like I need to add strength. Yes. And that is a line that he is walking in terms of what's different in terms of his summer league schedule. The NBA actually dropped its summer league schedule today and the first chance we have that we might get to see Victor Wembanyama in uniform that would be July 7th against the Hornets and we could also see Brandon Miller the number two pick in action in that game it'll be on ESPN and then the Spurs they face the Blazers and the number three pick Scoot Henderson that is on July 9th but here's the thing we still don't exactly know what eventually the Spurs lineup is going to look like Bobby Marks projects that they have over 30 million in cap space to be able to fill here so Zach how would you fill that out? With good players, with guard, with guards. I mean, look, Point you guard? have you have Wembanyama, who's going to walk in the door and be good. I don't know how good, but he's not going to be a rookie who's like, well, we got to live with his growing pains. He's going to be good. Mm-hmm. And the most exciting thing about him, I think, is he's going to be good on defense right away. The stuff he can do on defense is absolutely ridiculous. Vassell, Keldon Johnson, Jeremy Sohan at the two, three, four. Yeah, that's interesting. That's good. Whether it's re-signing Trey Jones or getting a, a free agency point guard or both. Like, if Wembanyama comes out of the gate and he's good, and there are people in the league who think he could be an all-star right away, that seems like a little bit of a high bar for any rookie. But if he's good, like, this team is not that far away from being not super competitive, but, like, decent and and a hard out every single night. Like, they're not that far. Well, and considering they were in the bottom, at the bottom of the West last season, maybe that is a success. But to you, what what do you see the the impact of Victor being immediately in San Antonio? I I think he's going to be a first. I think he's going to make the All-Star game this year, being a first-time All-Star as a rookie. I also think that the Spurs are going to be in the play-in tournament. Uh, I think, you know, when you think about all you have to do is not be the worst, what, bottom five of the Western Conference. With this man's skill set, um, it's going to be it's going to be real. But let me say this. The word sacrifice come to mind and not saying that he has it, but it's going to have to go to another level. And if I'm if I'm Victor to piggyback off of Richard, I'm going to San Antonio and I'm starting to get ready for next season like right now. Mm-hmm. And I, I know he got tools and maybe commercials, but I'm, I'm basically trying to be in San Antonio as much as possible. Yeah. One, because now I got to also protect my mental. And that's the one thing that a lot of people don't give LeBron James credit for. Again, I tell this story. We were playing in the AAU, champion, in the AAU tournament, and at the age of 16, we finished our last game. I'm like, hey, where you headed? He like, I'm going to media training. 
right? Like LeBron was going to media training at the age of 16. And so when I heard Victor talk about, you know, the word pressure, I was like, man, you just haven't got you just haven't got to the United States, and you haven't right, got a taste. Yeah. You haven't got a taste of Richard hating self. You know oh, what I'm saying? Wow. Once you're not doing what you're supposed to do, he's gonna be the first person to be hating, along with me. I'm a hater. Okay, you're, 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 you're gonna be spying stuff. Look, I'm also give him his props when he do things well, but then you also hear. Kevin, uh, Kevin Durant and LeBron, they talk about how he's a unicorn. And they say all the right things to the media, but when they line it up between those lines, they're going to be going at him. My, my one thing about the All-Star, right? If he is voted in by the fans, that's one thing. You can't control that, right? Because he is that guy. But if, if, he's not, if he's not voted in in that manner, then to me, I think that Um, yes, I have someone in my ear right now talking right now. Hold on a second. Are you good? <laughs> no, I'm good. I'm good. I just lost my train of thought because well, I, I had, like, sta- I had, no, I had static me, in my ear. Let me just ask you this. You gave some, some really interesting advice last <laughs> night on the, 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 the pre-draft show. Yes. The advice that you would give to Victor Wembanyama is what? He this gave is, the advice or I gave the advice? I think you gave the advice. Uh, yeah. He, I'm give him my credit, Malik. I gave this. You didn't give any advice. He didn't give any advice. I got no advice. I need advice going on break. Still to come on NBA Today, the offseason. It is in full swing already. A day after the draft, and we're already there. Marcus Smart, he is officially a member of the Memphis Grizzlies. So, Perk, I think you have some thoughts on maybe why the Celtics may regret this trade, in your opinion. Plus, the moment that Richard has been waiting for. Oh, this is my favorite moment of the day. The fifth Grady Dick. Last night. Number one. Don't give it away. I don't know who it is. And, and the incredible story of Sparks coach Kurt Miller, the first openly gay head coach in professional sports leagues. That is coming up. His interview with Holly Rowe after the break. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. I'm Malika Andrews, and with NBA free agency quickly approaching, we will have not one, not two, but three free agency specials. It's a lot to digest. Here are experts and analysts on where the league's biggest stars may be headed this summer. Everybody's in play. Mike. Dentist texted me saying, where is he going to go? I don't know if he want to go to those other destinations. Tune into NBA Today, June 30th from 3 to 6 and 7 to 9 Eastern. And then on July 1st from 2 to 4 Eastern, all three shows on ESPN. (laughs) Woo! 
Mark, are you ready for an extra six hours of television this week? No. I am excited. <laughs> Free agency next week. We'll be back in no, our Los no, Angeles no, studios. No, it's going to be amazing. Welcome back to NBA Today. Malika Andrews here with Zach Lowe, Richard Jefferson, Kendrick Perkins. Uh, there have been so many NBA topics. I know we've been zeroed in on the draft the last couple of days, but there's so much to discuss that we need to go coast to coast. And we're going to start in the Pacific Northwest because the Blazers, they selected G League Scoot Henderson with the number three pick last night. So, Perk, I'm going to start with you. Did Portland make the right decision not making a trade here immediately at the number three pick? Absolutely. Scoot Henderson is going to be a problem. Like, not now, but in the near future. Look, this man could flat out ball, and I think you don't rush to to give up your number three pick just to require something back, to try to satisfy Dame. And knowing that Dame is not, like, pressed to go anywhere, within the next couple months, from what I know. I, look, I've heard the same, but you keep hearing different kind of noises all over the place, and, and this is the moment now, right? They made their decision. They didn't trade the pick, and now it's up to Dame, and it's up to the Blazers to try to put a team around him that can actually reasonably make a run, not be a cute, frisky six seed, but actually be good. That's going to be tough, but it, the, the ball is also in Dame's court. And I'll say this, you know, if you're going to criticize them for not trading the pick, you got to tell me who. Who did you want to trade the pick to? Because it's not like there are just deals yeah. out there. Anyone that, like Bam out of Bio was flooded. The Heat laughed at that. The Heat were never doing that. Like, who are you getting with that pick? Right. And my understanding is it's not necessarily Richard and Zach, tell me if you've heard differently, but mutually exclusive here. It's not necessarily, okay, they made this pick, and so now Dame is out the window. There, there's some time here for the Blazers to make some more moves, to make some more decisions so that Dame can see what the roster will actually be around him before he continues. Well, yeah. And, and look, when you have Anthony Simons, when you have, um, when you have Shaden Sharp and now you got Scoot Henderson to me it's like you have a good young core this is the time to get rid of Dame this is the time to get rid of Dame and not you know you want to give him the farewell you want him to move on but I, I go back to Washington right Washington for the last three years have stayed with Bradley Beal it has accomplished them nothing they've got they got very little in return so it was like you got to make the move when probably a little earlier than you think versus doing it a little later than you think and I think Washington made that mistake you, you see what they got in return for Bradley Beal and I, I think the Trailblazers you got to do it you got a young you got a young no but I'm trying to like I'm trying to get clarification what you mean they got to make the move no well, I, I think it's time for them to move on so uh, you just the, trade so you don't tell Dame nothing you just trade no I'm not I'm saying but obviously you have I'm a conversation saying, with him you have a conversation the conversation with him. not working he don't want to go anywhere Richard uh, okay like, so how okay. can you that's the thing. Like well, we, we, but it's, we have, ba- it's bad for your organization if you're going to have Dame. And let's say, even with these young players, if you have Dame, and let's say you go 500, the worst place to be in the league is right in the middle, right? You're not good enough to make a run. You're not, you're not bad enough to be in the lottery. So all of a sudden now, you're going to have a subpar team, and you're going to be getting uh, the, the, the 12th pick, the 13th pick. That's I, not, that's I, not I, how I, you look, build a roster. I understand. Zach would like to see Dame on the contender playing some great minutes in the end. What, what yeah, yeah. What did he just, just keep a cool booty. Malika would like to see him on the big stage. You do. I will. But okay. Dane got to want it. And for the last three and a half, four years, that's all we've been talking about. When is Dane going to request a trade? Is he going to want out of Portland? When are we going to come to, like, realization that he don't want out? 
Like, he don't want out. So, like, as bad as we want him to compete for a title, does Dame actually want to compete for a title? Or, is he, or he's complacent. I'm going to go put out these 30s and 40s and 50s. I'm going to go home. I'm going to make this big bag. I'm going to make this big bag. And every single offseason, people go keep saying, oh, poor Dame, man. He need to get out. Like, we... This is getting boring and weak at this point. Well, there's still a lot of decisions to be made in Portland. We'll see them play out over the next couple of days, the next couple of weeks. I do want to keep it pushing to Chicago, though. Some unfortunate news. Uh, last night, the Bulls vice president of basketball operations, Arturis Karnasovic, he said that the team does not expect Lonzo Ball to play at all next season. Zach, what was your reaction to, to hearing that Lonzo's season is already in jeopardy? It wasn't unexpected, and it's obviously just sad. It's sad on a human level for Alonzo Ball and his family. I mean, he's a great basketball player, and he's not able to play basketball. And for the Bulls, he made this team sing. Mm. They looked different. Yeah. They felt different. Yeah. They sounded different. When he was on the floor just whipping the ball up to Zach Levine, to DeMar DeRozan, getting threes for everybody else, shooting like eight threes a game, they had an identity with him that worked and without him they've been fine okay play in first round but it just feels like they're kind of fighting themselves on every possession they don't have like a principle that ties them together that's what he brought to the table it's so unfortunate Lonzo Ball it, yeah, we're rooting for you Lonzo yeah. we're rooting for you brother don't give up um, I want to move on to Boston now Wednesday night the Celtics perk they <laughs> traded Marcus Smart to the Grizzlies okay big there guy. was a collective groan from Celtics fans everywhere I think you had the loudest groan you've had some spicy takes about this trade so I'm just going to get out your way perk that would be wise Malika for you to get out <laughs> my way but because all I kept hearing about this uh, this since the Denver Nuggets won the title is the word patient be patient uh you know it takes time and all of a sudden now your heart and soul of your team the voice in your locker room you trade them right and Everybody is just now all of a sudden so high on Christoph Pazinkas. I don't know where it came from, but now every all of a sudden he's this incredible player. He's going to take Boston over the top. But we wasn't keeping that same energy when the pressure was on him when he was with the Knicks. We wasn't keeping that same energy when he was paired up with Luka Doncic and he couldn't handle the pressure of actually playing with Luka and having certain standards. Now, when you go to Washington and Bradley Beal is out and you're not playing under any pressure and there's no expectations and you go out there and you're able to drop 23 a night, not all of a sudden he's back to, oh, yeah, he can take you over. The like, no. No, Marcus Smart is proven. Marcus Smart is proven. Consecutive fi uh, uh, conference finals, uh, defensive player of the year, helped take this team to the finals. I just don't understand it. I don't understand it. Well, it's done. It's done. <laughs> just, Are you, you telling Perk to get over it? Yeah, I'm telling him to get over it. Like... Get over it. It's I like that you're not over it, Perk. Yeah, like it's a big deal that the Celtics trade Marcus It is Smart. a big deal. It's a huge deal. Stop being so emotional. No, I'm not being emotional. It sounds like it, it, sounds it, like it reminds me. Of, it, it reminds me of 2010, 2011, when they traded a certain individual to Oklahoma City because they thought that they needed Jeff Green to come over because of LeBron James, D Wade, 
and, and Chris Bosh in Miami and they needed a wing position and they got complacent. And all of a sudden, you still here to this day. Say, hey, Perk, you know what? We regret trading you. We took you for granted. Hmm. It's the same thing with Marcus Smart. I understand he's not out there getting you 25 or 30 a night, but what he brings to that, uh, brings to that locker room, that city, and all the things that he do on that floor and off the floor in that locker room means everything. Okay, so what do you think about Memphis? Memphis won. Yeah, okay. Yeah, they okay, won. Okay, good. Then we get to we yeah. get something positive. <laughs> get something positive. Memphis won. Memphis good. Yeah, Memphis yeah. got a good one. So, in like cold terms, yeah. looks like a good trade for the Celtics. They got two first-round picks and a borderline all- let, let me finish. And a borderline all-star for Marcus Smart. One player turned into those three things. That's a good trade mm-hmm. on paper. Something about it makes me a little nervous in my stomach. I'm kind of with Perk on this. I just, I don't, something just leaves me cold. I think part of it is... The Celtics have been a below-average, so-so passing team, mm. and they just traded maybe not their best passer or one of their best passers for a guy who's not really a shot creator for others. And, like, the playmaking deficit makes me nervous. The lack of I – know, I know they had a surplus of guards, but now Malcolm Brogdon's injured. We don't know what's happening there. Marcus Smart's gone. Now you have three guys who are really all centers and not a lot of reliable players on, like, the size spectrum between the Jays and those centers, I, on paper, it's a good trade. The Celtics are going to be awesome no matter what because he's a five-out center shooting threes. You got the Jays. Something about it just – it's not settling well, Perkins. Zach, like, Zach, I love, not settling, I love not you on well. Fridays. I'm telling you, on Fridays, you always agree with Richard, me. I love you I, I got you. Coming up from Wendy's emotions, the spectacular drip, to twins making history, the NBA draft had it all. We'll recap the best moments next on NBA Today. Well done. Thank you. You're a pro. You know, you know. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. You're watching NBA Today. 54-year-old Kurt Miller is in his first year as the L.A. Sparks head coach, the two-time WNBA Coach of the Year with the Connecticut Sun. He's returned to the team where he began his career in the W as an assistant. That was back in 2015. And he's also the only gay male head coach at basketball's highest level, at least openly. And he sat down with our Holly Rowe. When you describe yourself as a coach, how do you describe yourself? Fiery. Let's go! Compete! Intense. Get up! Get up! Collaborative. We've got to get back, build our wall. Caring um, would be words that describe me. So being gay is a small part of who you are as a coach. Yeah, such a small part, you know, but a part that I embrace 
and ignored or tried to push down and not really celebrate at times. For the longest time, I wanted to be the successful coach and not the gay coach, and I, I lost decades of opportunities to being a role model and a mentor to others. It's now, um, you know, certainly part of me that I really embrace and am proud of, and realize that I'm trying to open doors for the next generation because there hasn't been very many people walking through those doors behind me, and I know they're out there. I hear from them. I hear from them behind the scenes, and we're losing too many talented gay men coaches in the sport of basketball because they question advancement. They question opportunities. Tell me what some of the bumps have been that you've had to overcome. Yeah, there's unique stories throughout my career. The hiring process is always interesting at the collegiate level, at the pro level. I had an AD once tell me that they would be taking a big gamble on me, and I had won 13 conference championships at the collegiate level at that time to find out they ultimately offered the job to someone who won 14 games. 14 games. Keep showing congestion. Hey, really good job on the board. Three minutes right here. Hey, this is our three minutes. Give me the advice or what your message will be to young people that are struggling with this same topic. Yeah, first, your journey is your journey and you have to be comfortable with yourself. No one has the timeline for you. But the next message is, it's unbelievable when you come out, the support, and you can guide them to the story after story of people coming out for the first time and the support they feel, the freedom that they feel. But you have to reiterate that each one um, that you talk to, it's their own journey and their own timeline is important to them. There's no playbook for coming out. How can allies help? Yeah, for the longest time, you know, I thought it was egotistical to talk about the success. I felt like if I just won and kept my mouth shut, that that was the visibility and representation. But it's the allies telling the story and telling decision makers that, you know, gay men and women can coach at the highest levels. They can thrive. And we need more people at, you know, in the seats of decision makers that, you know, are not afraid uh, to hire diversity. Our next WNBA games, they are on ABC Sunday. Elena Deladon and the Mystics, they will be at Barclays Center taking on Brianna Stewart and the Liberty at 1 o'clock Eastern. And then Kurt Miller, the Sparks, Chinay Agumake. They host Erika and the Wings. It's a star-studded doubleheader that you are not going to want to miss. Coming up, I mean... The draftees, they showed up and showed out last night at Barclays. And no, I'm not talking about the basketball. I am talking about the fits. I'm sure Richard Jefferson has a couple of takes. Coming up next. Good evening and welcome to the 2023 NBA Draft. With the first pick, Victor Wembanyama. I'm going to try and learn as quick as possible because I want to win that ring. The Charlotte Hornets select Brandon Miller with the third pick, Scoot Henderson. Twin brothers selected back-to-back -back here. I've never seen anything like this, so it's, it's, it feels nice to make history with the men, you know. What a moment for all of these young men tonight. I'm a pro. It's crazy. I'm just so happy to be here. It's, it's a dream just getting started. I'm so excited. There's still more to be done. I mean, what
what an incredible scene last night at Barclays for the NBA draft. Welcome back. We are here at Seaport brought to you by Chase and it's time for America's favorite segment or at least Richard Jefferson's because we have a very special oh, the top oh, we got it. We got it. We got top oh, scoot. from the oh, draft. Scoot. 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 scoot was looking good. Scoot was looking great, right? You got the rhinestones. You got the grill. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know if you're allowed to play with a grill, but he, he look, this is what it's about. This is what like if you want a very clean, you can go to Tom Ford. You can get yourself an outstanding suit. No one will ever remember it. This is a moment for you to introduce yourself to the entire world and what you wear, it says a lot about you. See, I'm a fan of the big prints. I like what this is giving for Yes. Me. Yeah, you want something big, you want something bold, a little bit of drip. That's a lot better drip. Yeah, that's a lot. That's a lot. <laughs> Look, the drip is getting a little out of control. I will say this, young fellas. Mm. Like, I'm okay with a little bit of drip, but the nine chains, like, you know, I, that's, all, I, that's, that's just my humble opinion. The suits is fine, but the drip is getting a little, a little, a little much, right? But that's what it is. You're the in man the, who just, what, what was your last purchase? Listen, we, we will not be talking about my personal <laughs> affairs on this show. But no, no, no. This suit, again, I don't know what print this is. Is it, is that, is that cheetah? Like no. a dyed cheetah print? What is that? I, I, I think that's abstract art. Okay, uh, that's yes. A, that's what we're going to go with. That, yeah, that's definitely abstract, abstract art, right? I, I don't know. We, we have a little bit of top velvet here, speaking of the drip, but Ooh. the Jalen Hood Shafino, look at, look at this. Ooh, the cool. green crushed look, the, the red The red crushed velvet from our guy, Derek Lively, right? Oh, yeah, that was good. Yeah. That, 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 was, that was fresh. Nah, but that he, was pulled, he, he pulled this one off, though, right? Oh, the green? Yeah, yeah. yeah he pulled that off. See, that's a suit that you can wear forever. That's the right accessories. Yes. The chain, that yeah, chain that chain right is up. clean. Everything's clean. The suit, look, look, he's definitely top five best dressed at the draft, right? Because that suit, again, like I said, you can wear that suit forever. But that's not what this is about. This is not about getting yourself a suit that you can wear for the next three years. That's not what this is about. You this is about showing velvet every day for the next three years. Yes. Uh-huh. No, I'm just okay. saying that uh, this is like an everyday suit. But you can what was wear. the best? What was the we, best outfit? Come on, of the you night. guys know. The best outfit. The, of the yes. Night. My yes. man, Grady Dick. Grady Dick. <laughs> this is the best outfit. I might have ever seen at the damn draft in my life. He the shoulder it. pads, he killed it. Look, he was meant for Toronto. He's it's got the hat Kansas. there. We're not in Kansas anymore, and neither. Uh-oh. Oh, Kansas. yes. yes. We got Zach, Dick, Dick, in Zach Dick in the building looking sharp. What's up? Look at that. Look at that. Look at this. This is what I'm saying. Wow. If you're going to do it, you got to do it big, you Zach. Do wow. it big. I mean, I need a full spin here. Come on, Zach. Come on. Give us a spin. There you go. Okay. The, the neck part, the neck. Yeah. I'm really the collar. Shout out our yeah. producer, yeah. Dominique, yeah. because it's an honor she to, went to everywhere. It's a dream come true to play for the Toronto Raptors. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it, I, waited it, my, I waited my whole life but for this. What would you two, I mean, if, if you were to wear something like this, would, would you wear they something like this? pull this off? No, yeah. I, I couldn't pull it off like Zach or like Thank Grady you. Dick. I can't do that. Okay. But, yes, would I try to wear that? Yes, and 100%. Try, I'm, I'm am, I wearing, am I wearing this home on the train? Yes, absolutely. Oh, look at me. See, that's what I'm saying. I look great You do look good. The shoulder pads for me were there. Perk ain't that skinny. Perk ain't that skinny, y'all. First of all, the beard with it. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. See, I look better than that. No, I look better. The beard with this. this is a, I mean, this nah, is nah, everything. nah. You want clean shaven. Yeah. Zach wears it the best. This is everything. Zach, Zach, you are fly right now. Yeah. But yes, that, that to me, yeah, we know that's the winner. But Grady Dick, he won the draft. When you're out there, your job is to introduce yourself to America. Everyone was talking about Grady at the draft and then on television the next day. So he wins. 
Anyway. Okay. Well, outfits aside, and yeah, although I'm not sure that we can put outfits aside because this is just. No, yeah, I'm ready to talk serious basketball. Let's go. <laughs> let's talk about serious basketball. Fits aside, let's talk about the fit, not fits, the fit. Okay. Who do you think won the draft last night in terms of fit? Where should we start here? Oh, uh, Derek Lobb. Okay. Uh, the Oklahoma City Thunder drafted him, traded him to Dallas. He's what Dallas been missing. When you talk about elite shot blocking, 7-1 athletic soft hands, that's what Luka and Kyrie Irving is going to need, a live threat at the basket. And when you talk about defending the paint, he was the best in college, in my opinion, anchoring the defense. He still got a lot, a lot of room to grow, but at his pro day, yep. he shot the lights out of the basketball. He's an underrated shooter. Zach, since you were dressed like you were ready to talk about some serious basketball <laughs> outside of the top three, which team do you think made out the best last night? First of all, I got to take these off. <laughs> Perk, Perk stole my answer of Dallas, so I'm going to just say, Keep an eye on the Houston Rockets. I'm I in like Thompson it. at four. Like Cam Whitmore, we'll see mm -hmm. what happens, but slipped all the way to 20. They also have a ton of cap space. And let me just say this. We thought you predicted earlier, San Antonio will make the play in next year. If Houston uses that cap space wisely and gets some veterans and their young guys get better, every team in the Western Conference, all 15, are going to be trying to win and or on the upswing. No tankers, nobody on the easy outs. It could be a bloodbath in the West next year. I was listening, I promise. But this, Sparkle, I feel like we need one more strut for, for, for the audience yeah. at home. No, I don't come on, one strut. more strut. Come on, one strut. more Come on, girl. Work it, girl. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back in just 60 Come on, give us a strut. now that the draft is done, the suits are getting traded for Summer League. Welcome back. So the draft, it is done. The suit's getting traded in for summer league uniforms and free agency. It is just about here. It's going to kick off in just under a week. So we've already seen some pretty major trades go down. But let's talk about the biggest storylines of the summer. To you, Perk, what is the one free agent, the one player maybe, that you have your eye on here? Well, we've been talking about James Harden. We'll talk about Kyrie Irving. But Fred Van Bleet. Hmm. I wonder what's going to happen with him. Uh, he is one of the most underrated players in the game today. When you talk about a guy that could put up buckets with some of the best of them, elite point guard skills, and the thing about that I love about Fred Van Vliet is that he's a combo guard. He could play off the ball as well. It's going to be interesting to see where he lands at this summer. What are you looking at here, Zach? With those glasses. <laughs> oh, are you looking at? Yes. <laughs> you can't tell it's a mystery. No, you look yeah. outstanding. Uh, Damian Lillard. Damian Lillard. The Blazers have sent their signal. Look, Dame, we love you, but we are stewards of the franchise. We can't just do what's right for today. We got to do what's right for 2030. They took Scoot Henderson. How much time does Damian Lillard give them? Does he give them free agency? Does he give them to the trade deadline? Does he not even give them to that time? Does, to Perk's point, is he giving them forever? Now is the moment. They picked their fork in the road, and it was Scoot Henderson and keeping the pick. It's not just us waiting. It's the Miami Heat. It's maybe the Brooklyn Nets. It's the whole league waiting, and maybe nothing happens, but that would be a big story in and of itself. Grady Dick, thank you so very much. You're welcome. Yes. You're outstanding. Go what Raptors. Are you at here? No, for me, it's just watching all of these teams have to adjust their cap situations moving forward. And I think it started at the draft. It started a little bit. We saw it with the Chris Paul trade. You see it with the trade of Jordan Poole. You just see the cap moving, right? You see a lot of movement. And so for me, when free agency hits, it's going to be 
interesting to see which teams are moving, yeah. moving players, trading players to get to that cap threshold because we're seeing something that we haven't seen and it's almost like teams are being forced to do this per like the rules and regulations. Right. So this is just like an unusual year because you see teams getting ready for that hard well, cap that's coming. essentially, right, with this, this new second apron that's yeah. going to act as a hard cap, you can't have three big stars basically on a team and then also be able to have the depth that we've become accustomed to seeing. That, that's, that, I, that, I think that's terrible. That's just not well, going to be able to happen the players for the, But yeah. for me, I mean, am, am I crazy? I'm looking at, I mean, Chris Middleton and Brooke Lopez are such big parts of what the Milwaukee Bucks are able to do. Mm -hmm. And there are question marks surrounding both of their futures in Milwaukee. And our Adrian Wojnarowski has reported that, they, that there's priorities there for John Horst and the Milwaukee Bucks to make sure that they can keep these pieces around Giannis Attentacumpo. Mm. But in an Eastern Conference that felt pretty wide open last year, I don't know. Milwaukee, to me, that's where I have big my one. eyes on. That is a huge one, a, a one, huge huh? domino that's going to fall in the next and couple of days. Lopez, that's right. going to do it, it for us here on NBA Today. Go enjoy your weekend. Zach, where are you going to go enjoy this jacket? I, no, 